0: You are listening to Carrying Connected Conversations, and I'm Sydney, one of your hosts. I'm
1: Angie, your other host. Each week, Sid and I will carry on conversations about physical, mental, and spiritual wellness. We will share our personal experiences and
0: thoughts in a raw and inviting way. We hope to inspire you on your personal growth journey as we share tips, wisdom, and guidance around self-healing, self-growth, and most importantly, self-love. We wanna connect on a deeper level and what better way than through conversation.
1: We hope this opens new doors for you to connect to the people in your life by carrying on our conversations. Now, let's get connected.
0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Caring Connected Conversations. I'm so excited to be here today and to be talking with Ange. We are going to be diving in a little deeper today than some of our uh, last couple conversations. Ange and I have moved through our own awakenings or realizations or lessons learned, whatever it is you want to call it. But these were kind of deep lessons that we've both learned in the past week or so. And we wanted to be open and vulnerable with you guys in sharing what we learned and how we've grown from our lessons in hopes that maybe they resonate with you and it, it opens the doors for you to learn a little bit more on your journey. So welcome back. Hey, Ange, how's it going? Hello, hello,
1: everybody. Hello, Sydney. I am so excited to be here once again, and I think you're so right. This episode today is going to be a very vulnerable and inviting conversation that really digs deep into our own personal experiences, just as you said, in, in very recent times, and how we've been able to grow and expand for them. So I'm just so excited to just literally hop right into it. So I know that before we hopped on our podcast here we were talking a little bit we didn't want to you know spill the beans too much in terms of what we wanted to talk about today but Sydney I know you had a lot of awakenings happening for yourself and I think it would be a great opportunity for you to start off with letting everybody know kind of what's been going on how you were able to break through from it and the lessons that you've learned from everything that has happened to you.
0: Yes, definitely. Thank you, Ange. So, I'm going to kind of paint the picture for you guys so you know where I'm coming from and then um, you will be able to yeah, hear hear the lessons that I learned today actually. So, last couple weeks I I pull cards for myself every single morning. It's a great way for me to get a little bit of guidance and support and know where I'm at in my life. And over the last couple of weeks, there's this one specific card that kept coming forward. And I wasn't really sure where it was directing me. And the card was time to move on. And I just wasn't sure what it was pointing at. What am I moving on from? Because I've done a lot of releasing in my life, um, especially in 2019. And I just couldn't put my finger on exactly what it was until today. This morning, I woke up and as I do every morning, I picked up my journal and I start writing and I write anything. I ask questions to myself to dig deeper and learn about myself. Sometimes it comes easily. Sometimes it doesn't. This morning I was struggling a little bit on what to write about. And then I remembered that card time to move on. And I thought, hmm, maybe I'm supposed to reflect on my past. So I simply titled um, past memories and then i just kind of sat and i allowed myself to be open to specific memories coming forward in my life and these memories are moments from my past so the first memory that came forward i was in high school and i had a group of friends that i loved hanging out with and i spent a lot of time with them and at the time in our lives the majority of them all smoked weed. Now, at that time in my life, I did not. I knew I always would, but I hadn't at that time. And we were all hanging out and I was totally fine with them smoking weed. Like it was not a huge issue at all. Um, But we were hanging out and they were smoking and they were peer pressuring me. And I stood my ground and I said, no, I'm not comfortable. I don't want to do this right now. No. And they just kind of kept pushing me and pushing me and pushing me to the point where I actually had to just get up and leave. And I was really upset because at um, that stage in my life, it's really hard to, to stand your ground, especially when your friends are all standing around you, you know, yeah, high trying school to- phase right? Trying to influence you. And so I left and I was getting in my car and driving and and my one dear friend, he ran out after me and he wanted to check on me. He felt really bad. And he was like, I hope you're okay. I hope you're okay. Like I, I, you know, I don't want you to leave upset. And I just kind of had to be like, I'm fine. I'm fine. Because I didn't want to talk about it because I would have just started bawling. And I left with another good friend of mine. Um, She also was not into that. Honestly, I don't think she ever has been into that. And uh, yeah, so it's funny because looking back on that memory, I am now realizing that at that point in my life, I created these beliefs and behaviors within me because of what happened. And those beliefs and behaviors that I created within me were I wouldn't be liked if I didn't do the things that the people around me were doing. Mm. And that ended up bearing so deep within me and I ended up carrying it forward with me. And I can actually reflect that into a lot of my like future friendships, obviously not future right now, but future from that point, all of my friendships that kind of came up, in my life after high school. There's a lot of relationships that I, and friendships that I moved through that I just tried to be the person that those people would like. I see. And it really kind of came away from me being me because I liked me. And then another incident came forward this morning when I was um, reflecting on past memories. And this one was um, my friends at camp. I went to camp for a good majority of my childhood. And I would say that camp was the first place that I was able to have friends that I really felt like were my friends. When I was in elementary school, I didn't have a lot of friends from school. Um, I had friends that lived on the same street as me growing up, but they were all um, different ages than I was. And then I went to a different high school and it took me a while to kind of meet friends there and, and get um, a concrete friend group. So camp was really the first place where I had these friends that every summer I would come back to. And I, it felt like they knew me and I would go home afterwards and I would talk about camp, I'm sure, a lot because I loved it so much. And uh, one of my friends that didn't go to camp, then all of a sudden started going to camp, which I can totally understand why, because I loved it so much that I just raved about it. So she probably wanted to experience it as well. And it's really interesting because once she started to come to camp, I noticed that all of my friends now became friends with her. And I felt like they were better friends with her than they were with me. Mm -hmm. And my jealousy really started to play into my relationship with her. And then it went even further than just friends. But the guys that I liked, and I mean, boys, because I was young, the boys that I had crushes on, she then had crushes on. And she started to take action on it. And she even ended up dating one of them. And so my jealousy played up even more. And her and I aren't friends anymore to this day um, for probably many different reasons. But now that I'm sitting back and this memory came forward, I'm beginning to realize I think that had a huge effect on why we're not friends today and why our friendship ended because the jealousy ate away at me and I allowed that jealousy to really affect how I behaved and acted. So I've got that, that incident where I felt like my friends who were my dear friends became better friends with her for whatever reason. I felt like they liked her more than me. And then in high school, I I got the feeling that people are only going to like me if I do what they want me to do. Because eventually in high school, that friend group that was smoking weed and I stood my ground and, and said, no, eventually they cut me out of their friend group. And it was very abruptly. I just stopped getting invited to hang out with them and I have no idea why even to this day but I think because of that stage of life that you're at when you're in high school the way that you're influenced so easily and affected by your surroundings it played a huge part on how I would behave moving forward with friends and then fast forward I had a friend that I worked with um And he messaged me one day and, and it was always my, like, we were just friends. We would laugh, joke around, have a good time at work, but we didn't hang out outside of work. It was nothing more. He messaged me one day and, um, on Facebook and he said, you know, you have just been the reason that me and my girlfriend have just spent the last two days fighting. So you can't be my friend on Facebook. You can't comment on my stuff on Facebook. And so in that moment, again, I had to stand my ground and I had to say like, listen, like I don't limit myself on when I, and when I can't be friends with someone. So if you're saying I can't be friends with you on Facebook, then like you can't be friends with me in real life. Mm -hmm. So then again, I had this situation of someone not wanting to be my friend. And so with all, and there's so many more memories that came up this morning when I was journaling And through all of this, I really realized that so many different situations from my past affected myself and I buried them and I didn't work through the emotions that came forward and I didn't work through the situations that came forward. I just allowed it to create a new set of beliefs and behaviors on how I would move forward. And so looking back on it now, I mean, I've grown a lot and I'm not the same person that I was even six months ago, but all of my friendships previous to pretty much this day, maybe not all of them, but a good majority of them, I spent a lot of time just trying to please them. Again, that comes in with my, that people pleaser within me. And I didn't realize that I was changing who I was because I just wanted to please them. And I really came away from the idea of pleasing myself. And I think this is what that card time to move away was trying to tell me. It's time to move away from the idea that, I mean, I, I can please people in life, but if I'm not pleasing myself, then I need to take a step back and, and readjust things. And then also allowed me to kind of take a look at my jealousy because that's definitely played a huge part in my life and i need to recognize that you know having jealousy is is silly and it's not necessary but i can learn from it when that moment of jealousy pops up why is it popping up what what other emotions is it bringing forward within me and how can i move away from these emotions but really when i sat down actually, I wasn't sitting down. So I don't know why I said that. (laughs) I
1: was, (laughs) I was like what I was reflecting on.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was walking. And, and when I was reflecting on all of this, the main thing that popped up for me was I wasn't okay with who I was. And I was wanting other people to give me that um, approval of like, who I am as a person is good and a good person. And all these situations in my past, it wasn't happening. And so I felt like I kept having to change who I am so I would get that approval. Yet in reality, what I was changing about myself was not actually good because I wasn't open to my true self. And so when I say that this affected a lot of my relationships, you know, six months ago or or even a year ago, it's because in this past year I've really come to terms with who I am. And I know I've spoken about it on the podcast before and who I am is I am a spiritual person and I have this spiritual side of me and I wasn't getting approval for who I was before, so I was really scared of sharing that side of me and never receiving that approval because I wasn't approving myself. I was scared of showing my true self because I didn't fully approve of who I was because I didn't fully understand who I was. And maybe that's what we go through in our teenage years, in our early 20s. You know, I think that's a huge phase of that life, of that phase of our life is really figuring out who are we and who do we want to be and then allowing ourselves to be that person. So this whole realization and the lessons learned that I moved through today was, hmm, man, those past relationships affected me. They affected my behaviors, which affected the way that I behaved moving forward with every other friendship. And now that I'm looking back and realizing this, I can say, do I want to continue down this path? Now that I actually do approve of who I am and what I'm all about, I can understand from a different point of view that, if someone doesn't want to be my friends or doesn't accept me for who I am, that's okay. As long as I accept me for who I am. So it's just a really kind of raw awakening that I went through and really reflecting on, on how I moved through all my previous friendships and, and how they affected me into becoming somebody.
1: Wow. That's Amazing that you were able to to share that, Sydney, and I hope that everyone listening here can at least resonate to one or many of the points that you've went over. And to be quite honest, just sitting here, I'm I'm writing down notes because I'm looking at what the lessons is that you've learned from what you are finding um, has happened in your life. And what you have found, as you've clearly noted, is that jealousy and pleasing others, were something that you needed to move on from. So it's funny to say that you're that card of, um, sorry forget me if I'm wrong, but it was to move on or move forward. Yep. Time to move on. Time to move on. So it's time to move on from creating these beliefs of jealousy and pleasing others. And as I'm kind of writing things down and creating this, this graph, I want to say, I'm noticing that you were very clear on the lesson learned Of what it is to please others, and that's for you to set your own boundaries. Set your own boundaries in the sense that you want to be who you are, and you're going to be who you are no matter what. You're not going to be here to please anybody. You're only here pleasing yourself, and the lesson learned from jealousy, I was waiting to almost hear it from you, like a a very clear, like this is the lesson learned, but I found that it wasn't coming out in a very clear way from you, and Again, correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe this is something that you haven't necessarily worked past as much as you want to. But I say that knowing who you are. And what I'm about to say is things that I noticed from you and how, how on what you could have learned from jealousy. And I know for you, you journal every single day. So journaling on things that you're grateful for, learning about your past and, and reflecting on your past. And I think being grateful is a really big lesson learned on your jealousy because you are grateful for things you have in your life you're not wishing or wanting you always had something else that was never present in your life and as well knowing you you call from the universe so you call you know whether it's your card readings or anything like that but you know that things will come to you when it's your time and no matter when your time is the universe is going to be there it is there to have your back 100 so I don't know if you guys listening were able to also kind of pick on the, I don't want to say pick, sorry, pick out maybe, um, the lessons learned, but I do think that setting your own boundaries and being grateful are really the lessons that you did learn from these previous experiences, because there were, there were many, many, um, examples that you gave, but it was a matter of what was the general, um, the general thing that was kind of going on in those. And, I, and I, I really do believe that finding your own gratitude and realizing that you can set your boundaries and being who you are without any shame, those are your biggest lessons learned and how you bring them forward in your relationships. It really just shows how strong of a, of a woman you are, because I knew you back in me was a little bit after high school. So a little bit after your, your story time, but Even now, like knowing you now than how I knew you nine years ago, you're a completely different person. And I'm sure we can say that for the both of us, Mm -hmm. but we're able to see things a lot more differently than the most, than most people do, because we really do dig deep into ourselves and ask those questions, ask the questions that you don't necessarily want to ask yourself or want to even give the answer to, even though you might think you know the answer, but you just want to ever say it out loud or in our cases, journaling, writing it out loud, because that means you're admitting to it. But yes, a matter of letting go and moving on is admitting everything that has gone through. So I want to thank you again for just being so vulnerable, because that is a big part of who you are, is being vulnerable and showing who you are, showing your true colors, and how you've been able to you know, work past that so that way you can move on. And for you journaling it this morning, which is crazy that you're already being so vulnerable talking about it on on the podcast today, but you being able to acknowledge those things and move forward past that, that shows your growth to an exponential level. And I know you say you're, you're different from six months ago, but let's be real Cindy. I've known you for nine years. You're a complete, you're on a, like you were here. Now you're way above the graph that doesn't even exist anymore in your, <laughs> your personal growth and your personal journey to development. So I just really want to say thank you so much for sharing that because that I'm sure is going to resonate with at least one person here today. So thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Thank you for breaking down the lessons a little bit more. And and one of the things that I've learned through my journaling and and these awakenings and realizations coming forward is that, you know, I, I say to you guys, I just went through this today and I'm already sharing it. That's pretty quick. You know, sometimes the lessons don't move through you that quick, but that's not the end of it. Mm-hmm. I'm not just sharing it today and that's it. I've moved on, like the card said, time to move on. There's still more that I probably need to um, realize and open up to and understand from different perspectives. Like Ange is saying, you know, I didn't clearly state the lesson learned from the jealousy. And as you're saying that, I'm starting to process it and see if I do, if I can learn it. And maybe I understand it a little bit more, uh, but I think it will take time to fully understand it. I mean, jealousy is a a funny thing. It comes forward. It's that saying, the grass is always greener on the other side, right? Mm -hmm. That's what jealousy is. But I think what jealousy does is it really plays up our ego and it gets us in our own minds. And it makes us think that... Somebody else's way is better than what we're doing, yet you're not in that other person's mind, right? So what I was saying with my friend that I was jealous of, because it felt like all of my friends thought of her as a better friend. It felt like they all transitioned from me and they were like, this is awesome because Sydney introduced us to her and now we can be friends with her. She's so cool, but I have no idea what was going on in her mind. I don't know, like, right? Like she could have easily been jealous of me and and the friendships that I had. Like, you really don't know. Um, All you know is what goes through your mind and the story that you tell yourself. And I think what I really learned from moving through these memories and, and working through these awakenings was the emotions that I went through in that moment, I told myself a story as I was in that emotion, right? Like that high school story where I left, I left crying and upset and feeling like I, I wasn't allowed to be the person I wanted to be, but feeling like you're not allowed to be the person you're, you're, you are, is not actually a feeling. That's a story I told myself when I was feeling sad and upset because of the way that my friends behaved. The feeling was sadness. The feeling was being pressured. And I stood my ground. And even though I felt sad, I told myself, they are not allowing me to be the person that I want to be. And then I carried that story with me for the rest of my life until now, obviously, but I carried that story with me. So every single friendship I went into, I said, I'm not going to be allowed to be the person that I want to be. So I have, and I want to have friends and I want to be liked. So Mm -hmm. I have to be the person that they want me to be. And that seriously is the most massive lesson that I learned from this entire awakening. Because I can look back, as I said, on so many different friendships, and I can say, holy shit, I was being the person that I thought they wanted me to be. And when that friendship didn't last, I judged myself. Mm-hmm. And now I can recognize I allowed myself to change and morph and shapeshift into somebody that I'm not. And I'll give you one more example of this. I worked so hard to be somebody's friend and to have them accept me that I ended up being a bully to other people. And when, that pe- when those people came forward and said, Sydney's a bully, That person didn't believe them at first because they'd never seen me be a bully before. And when she brought it forward to me, I got really upset because I'd never been a bully before. But now looking back on it, I'm saying, yeah, that's exactly what I was. I was being a bully because of the, because I was a product of the environment that I was in and I was bullied by other people And because I was already shape-shifting and allowing myself to become somebody else, that idea of being a bully just got morphed right into me. So if you're reflecting on your life right now, listening to this conversation, if you're looking back on friendships that you had that are no longer there, or maybe friendships that you have right now, I want you to ask yourself one thing. Am I, me, am I the person that I want to be? Do I like who I am right now? Do I approve of the person that I am today? If the answer is no, then maybe it's time to make some changes. Maybe it's time to connect back to yourself on a deeper level Look at the environment that you are in and decide, are these people going to support me if I step up into who I really am and who I really want to be? Because if not, then they're not my people. You know, that friend group from high school that eventually cut me out, I now look back on that moment as a blessing, right? I was crushed at the time because nobody wants to be cut out of a friend group. But now I see it as a blessing because they didn't clearly accept me for who I was. So why would I want them as friends?
1: Exactly. Imagine you carried on this relationship, you know, moving forward and you've never learned that lesson in the sense that I need to please others and I need to make sure my actions are, actions that are going to please other people. So that way I am accepted. But the reality is it you said it yourself, you know, you can't expect somebody to be different for you. You have to be yourself. And if they don't like you, then the door is this way. And yeah. one thing I really wanted to point out too, is we are talking a lot about jealousy, but there's also envy. Mm. And I really want to point out the difference between the two. So there's jealousy and there's being envious of somebody. When you are jealous of somebody, that means that you want what they have and you wish that they didn't have it. Whereas envious means that you want what they have and you wish you had it,
0: Hmm. not wishing
1: they didn't have it. So understanding the two differences of jealousy and being envious, that's, I think, also a very big lesson learned because did you want what your friend had? Did you want what what your friend at camp had in the sense that, you know, she was being friends with everybody and, you know, she started dating all the boys. And did you want that and wish she didn't have that? Because if you can say that, then absolutely, yes, you were jealous. But if you were more envious in the sense that I wish I did have that and there were no other negative emotions attached to that, then that means you were more envious than jealous. And that also is going to dictate on the story that you start telling yourself you know, and the story that you were, the example you gave earlier was they are not allowing me to blank. They are not allowing me. No, no, no. You are the, you and every other listener here, you guys are the people that are getting to, that get to, um, uh, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought here, but you guys are the ones that allow yourself to do anything. You can't have somebody else's actions dictate on how you're going to react because Mm -hmm. you at the end of the day get to choose if you're going to react or act act accordingly to somebody else's actions and if you're sitting here putting the blame and pointing the blame on everybody yeah well you know they made me act this way because you know he did this that just means that you're not owning up to your shit and I and I say this for for past Sydney, not Sydney now, of course. Totally, totally. But I also am saying this for if anybody else, you're kind of thinking back, like, oh yeah, maybe I'm that person that points out, like, wow, you know, I I reacted this way because you made me mad. Right. Okay. I'm sure that they made you mad, but You get to now choose on how you're going to respond to that emotion that they have given you. They have given you the anger emotion. So are you going to respond out of anger as well, or are you going to choose and respond in a way that's cool, calm, and collected and say, you know what, what you said upset me, it angered me, it made me feel this way, and this is how I'm going to move forward now from what you have just told me so it's a matter of not putting the finger to anybody out there other than yourself and yep. realizing that lesson because at the end of the day you create your own happiness and i know this is yep. a topic from our previous episodes here but it's a very very important topic to keep reminding ourselves because again if you are here sitting sitting around or thinking like yeah well he made me act this way that means you haven't been able to work through your own stuff inside yep. of you in order for you to realize like, hey, this is the lesson that I've learned. And it's funny that you were also talking about how the environment affects your feelings and your actions. You know, my group of friends, like they were they were making me feel this way and they were bullying me and then now I'm gonna be a bully. Well, it is true. Your environment absolutely does dictate your feelings and your emotions, so your feelings mm-hmm. and your actions. But at the end of the day, regardless of what your environment is, if that means you were raised in a yelly household and punishments or, you know, worst case beating in a beating household, are you going to choose to now create the, your own environment around you to be a yelly environment, a negative environment or an abusive environment? Well, only you can say yes or no, because you are the one that gets to respond in how you're going to react.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love the way that you put that because that that's exactly true. And that's exactly what I'm trying to say right now today is that that's how I felt back then. I felt like I I put myself in that victim standpoint. I felt victimized. I put myself in that victim standpoint and I said, they are making me feel this way or they are not accepting me. But the realizations and the awakening that I went through today took myself out of that victim standpoint. I de-victimized myself or however you want to say it. And I'm saying, damn, the actions that I chose affected me and affected the behaviors that I carried with me for that many years. And now I'm standing back and I'm saying no. Whether at that point in my life, I felt like they did something that made me feel a certain way. Sure, yeah, that's what I felt like in the moment. But now, here, today, I am taking accountability for how I behaved and I'm realizing those limiting behaviors that I instilled in my entire being without realizing it, because that's all done in the subconscious. I'm now saying, I don't want to behave that way. I'm taking myself out of that victim standpoint. I'm taking action for what I did and what I said. It's like my my friend from camp and how she took all the friends, you know, that realization I'm standing today and I'm saying, wow, those feelings that I had of jealousy, because yes, your description of jealousy and envy, it was definitely jealousy. I did not want her to have those friends. (laughs) I wanted them to be my friends. Um, I'm realizing today that that played an effect on how our friendship ended. Whether she realized it or not, whether I realized it or not at the time, it played an effect on how our friendship ended. And now I'm realizing I was putting the blame on her and Mm -hmm. I was saying, she's the reason why our friendship is going to be no longer. Whereas now I'm saying I had some growth that I had to move through myself as well. I had some lessons that I had to learn as well. And so we both played a part.
1: Absolutely. Cause it takes two in a relationship in any relationship, this can go from a, a friendship to a coworker to a romantic relationship. At the end of the day, there's always going to be two people or in some circumstances more. more, mm-hmm. but it's two people or more thoughts that are going into this. That means it's two people's actions, two people's everything. And if you're sitting here pointing out, well, it's you, 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 or they're saying, no, it's you, 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 at the end of the day, it was both of you. You guys are both at fault and you are very, very clear on the lesson that you learned from that. And you said it again, it's creating your own boundaries, learning mm-hmm. what your boundaries are and your boundaries, you're now knowing and able to sit back here and y'all were able to laugh about it, you know, how, right. how you were jealous before because it's, it's a lesson learned. Your boundary now is whenever you go into a relationship and let's say it works out or it doesn't work out, you're not gonna sit there saying, well, it was your fault, not mine.
0: Totally, no, totally. No, 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 exactly. The
1: boundary you created is it. it's, uh, it's always going to be our fault these are the lessons I'm going to learn from it. You can choose to take your lessons learned, or you can choose to not have any lessons learned and move on with your own life because you, at the end of the day, have moved on. You find your peace and maybe it's, you know, years down the road or months or days at the end of the day, you still were, you're still able to sit here and say, Hey, this is the lesson that I've learned. So that mm-hmm. shows that you are able to have worked on your own personal growth in a way that, you are just so much more mature than who you were back in those camp days or in high school days or any yeah. of those other previous examples that you gave us
0: yeah, definitely, definitely, and I mean those time periods you're we as humans are very influential, and oh yes. um, it can be really hard to stand your ground and to you know, make decisions to better yourself and stuff like that. But I think those, you know, once you get to an older age, it's those time periods that you can look back onto and then start to see the lessons and you can start to learn a little bit more. So, I mean, we've talked a lot about my story and we could keep talking, I'm sure forever. But Ange, before we hopped on this podcast episode, you also told me that you had some of your own awakenings and lessons learned recently. So why don't we dive into a little bit more of your story?
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for switching the spotlight there, Sydney. and I'm, I am more than happy to listen to your story like all through the night here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now because it's your it, turn to yeah, tell us how you've grown. <laughs> I
1: love it. Well, similar to you, I've also been on my own personal growth journey and my personal growth journey, I can't even sit here and say it started on this day. I can't because as humans, we're always constantly growing, but it's a matter of how fast we're growing in a certain time frame. And where I can sit here and say that I've really worked on my own personal development is definitely within these past eight months. And I say eight months because eight months ago, if you guys want to go back to episode number one, you'll find out that that was when I quit my job working for a corporate place to then work on being an entrepreneur and working for myself in the online space. So, within that time frame, I was also well, this is the lesson where I I'm I'm, I'm going to sound a little kind of both ways here, but this is the lesson that I've learned. When I decided to quit my corporate job, I'm like, "Yep, I'm going to do this for my business. This is for my business. This is this and that is also for my business." And The realization that I've made from working through those past um, eight months or whatever number, I think it was eight or nine months or whatever it was, was that I wasn't working on it for my business. I was working on it for me. I was working on it for my own personal development and that was the time those past eight months that i really really committed to myself and how can i be better how can i do better than who i was yesterday than who i was last year or who i was back in high school what can i do to change my thoughts so that way my actions are going to be different and my actions of course or even before i get to my actions my feelings are now going to affect my actions so if i'm constantly in an environment where it's very negative and it's funny that I was saying earlier where you grew up in a yelly environment that was my that was my past I did grow up in a yelly environment but I get to choose now do I want to continue on living my life in a yelly environment being bad and and negative all the time no but was I that person absolutely I was negative Nancy. If you were to look that up on Urban Dictionary four years ago, you would have found my picture next to it. <laughs> <laughs> like I was awful. I complained about everything because everything was everybody else's fault. It's not mine and it's your problem. So now you've created this awfulness in my life. And no, at the, at the reality of it is that I just haven't been able to own up to my own shit. I was a negative person and okay, I reacted that way did I really have to react that way? You know, it can go as, as an, uh, sorry, stuttering here, (laughs) but it can get excited. Yeah. Literally. I'm like, here we go, (laughs) (laughs) but it can get to as an easy as an example as getting cut off in traffic. Okay. Road rage. That's a thing before when I was driving on the road and somebody cut me off, It was the end of the world, you idiot, you beep, beep, beep. (laughs) Can't even see the words that were coming out of my mouth right now, but you know, it was just like, you are this awful person and you are ruining my day. Well, let's look back here. I've been growing on my own stuff for the past eight months. Now, if somebody were to cut me off in traffic and I'm in a rush to get somewhere, well, what could that person be going through?
0: Mm-hmm. maybe
1: they just got fired from their job and they're now rushing home to go cry to their mom or their girlfriend or their boyfriend because they're just so upset and they were for- they forgot to check their blind spot which happened to be cutting me off or maybe they're on their way to go see their dying grandmother in a hospital and now because that they had to because they got um, fired from their job or because their grandmother is dying it's now going to be an inconvenience in my life? No. That just means that that person made an action. I'm choosing how to react on that action. You cut me off? Okay. I'm going to be more of a defensive driver. I'm not going to follow him and say, hey, you cut me off, man. Like, let's come out and fist fight about it. Like, where is that going to get you going anywhere other than a couple black eyes and maybe a broken nose? you're know you not really gonna get much from that interaction with another human other than owning in on yourself and your own actions and how you're deciding to choose to feel based on somebody else's actions and what you are going to do now moving forward. So when you were talking earlier about your examples, about your environment, that's when I really owned in on this. Your environment affects your feelings and your feelings affect your actions. So if you are not able to see that trend, what piece of it are you missing? Is it your, enfi- your environment that needs to change? Is it your feelings that need to change? Or is it your actions that need to change? Because one of those three are going to need to change in order for you to be able to work past your own stuff. And going back to how I was creating my business these past eight months, I was really thinking, yeah, it's for my business. And it wasn't until earlier this month, like a month ago, I realized that through another mentor of mine, that it's important to have pillars in your life. And pillars in your life, you should have anywhere from three to five, three to five really important things in your life. And I'll give you an example as to mine. So that way you can either create your own or even use the same of mine if they do happen to resonate with you in this way. And my pillars are my personal development, my business, my relationships, and my self-care. Those are four very important things in my life that I need to make sure that my energy, which is 100%, is able to be divided amongst those four equally. Now, another thing I've learned is that you can't divide your 100% energy into four things at a time. But what you can do is choose in a quarterly basis of the year, so every three months, what is going to matter to you most in these next three months so for me this means january february and march what matters to me most and for me it's my business and my relationships and i say this as a lesson learned because when i was thinking that i was working on my business for those past eight months i wasn't i was working on my personal development and that's it my relationships This is, you know, friendships or even my partner relationship. Those were completely neglected. I was just too busy worrying about, okay, my business, my business. But if I was really worried about my business and working my business, that means I would have generated more income than what I actually have done, or I would have showed up differently and how I have in the past. And I didn't because I was so concentrated on my one pillar, which was my personal development. But again, it wasn't until this January, the start of this year, where I realized that it wasn't my business I was working on. It was me. It was me. But that doesn't mean it was a bad thing that it was just me working on myself. That means, okay, it took me eight months to work on my own stuff. So now that I've worked on my own stuff, where do I want to divide my energy equally? And I realized that I can only divide it into two pillars of my life. Well, Equally, of course, my self care is always going to be there. That's like an, a constant. Like I don't want to say twenty percent, but it's a twenty percent of the hundred. But at a hundred percent, I want you sitting here with like a calculator. You know, as I'm talking all these numbers here. <laughs> but <laughs> I just want you to realize that I made the realization that it wasn't a certain component of my life that I was working towards. It was a component that made me realize that I need to now divide my energy a little bit more efficiently. And before, when I was thinking it was just my business that I was creating, well, obviously I would have made a lot more money if that was the case. And I say that because owning your own business is about making money. Of course, there's the other things, you know, building client rapport. Absolutely, I was 100% doing that, don't get me wrong. But right now I'm talking strictly finances because for me in January, when I was sitting out there writing my pillars, I'm like, yeah, it's for sure my relationships. Cause that needs to be my number one this year or the next three months and my finances, but my finances didn't fit in a pillar. And I realized it's my business that fits in a pillar. And in order for me to create finances, yeah, it's me working on my business, but also what can I do in the meantime? Look for part-time work. And sure enough, I was actually working a part-time job. I still am working the part-time job because it's helping me supplement the cost in order for me to live, in order for me to be able to have the luxury of working on my business and not having to give it up 100%. And it also helped my relationship pillar. So that's where I was able to really own in onto these pillars of my life. And I talk so much about them because this is such a new realization for me. And I think it's very important for you to have those three to five important things in your life in what matters to you most. And maybe you have, maybe you have six, maybe you do, but is it really six things that are very important to you? Because what is those, what does that six thing look like to you in 10 years? Is it going to be different? Cause I know my finances are going to be different. Is it going to be from my relationship? I get finances. That would be weird. No. Would it be from my business? Yeah, that makes more sense, but it can't be its own pillar on its own. So my finances were actually part of my business and it wouldn't make sense for it to be on my personal development or my self care. Cause my self care for me is making sure I'm eating a well-balanced diet and making sure that I am physically fit at least three times where lately it's been four times every single week. So when I'm able to make that realization, it was like an aha moment. These past two weeks was when I was able to put everything together. So two weeks ago for me, this was my realization. And I know that Sydney and I were working together because uh, we do work one-on-one with her mentorship coaching, as well as her working with me for fitness. But during my mentorship with Sydney. That's when I realized, holy shit, every day is a new breakthrough. You know, this is what I've realized today, or this is what I've done here. And and this is this. And I was so busy and so like overwhelmed. I want to say with all these breakthroughs that this past week that just went by, it was like, holy shit, that was a lot. Now that I made all these realizations, it's like, okay, I need to take a step back and breathe. And guess what happened? My self-care pillar just went whoop, out the door. And if you don't put your self-care first and your self-care, yeah, it's for me to eat a well-balanced diet and to make sure I'm getting at least four workouts a week, but it also affects with my water intake, my sleeping habits. Am I working on my mental health? Am I journaling every single morning? Am I putting myself in the in the In gratitude. Am I doing these things in order to make sure that I am taken care of before I'm able to take care of my other pillars of my life, which is my business and my relationship and what happens to be in those other pillars Other people. So if I can't take care of myself, how am I supposed to take care of other people in my relationship or other people in my business. It's not possible. And at the end of the day, you are always, always, always going to be the most important person, because if you don't give yourself the energy, how the heck are you supposed to share it with anybody else? You're going to drain yourself. And I've done that. I've done that before. And again, going back to the first episode that we recorded, I talked about exactly how I did that. My self-care was non-existent. Like when I say non, like you couldn't even find it with a, with a microscope, (laughs) Like it did not, it was not anywhere in my life because I was so focused on my corporate job and performing well and making sure that I have this positive outlook on life and that I'm this great example for everybody because I'm the fitness manager and I need to make sure that, you know, I am pleasing everybody, but I wasn't pleasing myself. I wasn't worried about myself because I was so worried about everybody else. So yeah, eight months, it took me to realize that I'm working on my personal development but also, as I'm sitting here talking, it was realizing that my self-care was neglected. And that's why I had to make sure it was a pillar in my life, to make sure that it's never, ever going to be neglected again. Because I realized who I was when I was working at that corporate job is not who I want to be. And if that is the case for you sitting here listening to this, then I want you to ask yourself that question. Am I, who I am today, who I want to be? And I know Cindy asked a similar question about this earlier, but it is a very, very important question because if you are not taking care of yourself, if you have a family, if you have friends, if you have a job, how are you supposed to perform in all those other aspects of your life? Never mind driving without road rage. How are you able to, to respond and all of the things that come into your life in a way that you are able to show up still as your true authentic self? And for me, my true authentic self is to make sure that I have the energy for me so I can give my beautiful, glorious energy to everybody else around me because they deserve it after I receive it Mm -hmm. because they don't deserve my energy if I don't give any to me. And that for me was a very, very big lesson learned. I love that. I love that.
0: That was a lot. (laughs) It was, but you really allowed us to get a really good glimpse into, sorry, I'm writing into who you are. You really gave us like, okay. I also took some notes because I've got some things I want to say. Making notes. (laughs) I know. I love it. (laughs) I wanted to make sure I didn't miss anything because you just, you unpacked a lot. You unpacked a lot about yourself. First of all, you said the last 8 months were all about you thought it was for your business but it ended up being personal growth i'm over here like raising my hand because honestly the tw- 20 the 2019 the 2019 i love it <laughs> was the same for me i thought it was for my business but it was for my personal growth, which actually in turn, I'm sure you feel the same way um, ended up benefiting my business because we worked so hard at figuring out exactly who we are and building ourselves and growing ourselves and healing ourselves and learning. So we can then be more concrete on what it is we are delivering and servicing with our business. So I just wanted to point that out at first you mentioned, which I absolutely love. I've never heard this before. I don't know if you just came up with it or what, but I think this is something that everyone needs to say and hear your environment affects your feelings and your feelings affect your actions. And so in your eight months of doing your personal growth, you learned that you figured that out. That is a huge lesson to figure out. You know, I feel like it, that lesson right there probably takes some people decades to learn. Your environment affects your feelings and your feelings affect your actions. So basically, let's break it down. What you were saying is who surrounds you, what surrounds you right? The things that are happening around you, that you as a human being has no control over. All of those external factors, they can affect your feelings. So when something happens that you have no control over, check yourself, right? Ask yourself, what is this making me feel? Because if you don't ask yourself that, it is, going to affect the way you act or react. Right. I, I actually recorded a video the other day and, and maybe I'll end up once this episode goes live, I'll share this video on our Instagram account so you guys can see it. And I talked about having no control over something. And when we, it's, I thought that it was really funny because we get really upset when we don't have control over something. But it's funny, because we actually don't have control over the good majority of things in our life. So if you allow the shit that you don't have control over to make you worry, to make you angry, to make you bitter, to make you sad, whatever negative emotion comes forward, from what you don't have control over, you're basically giving control over your being to that thing that happened that you don't have control over. Whereas instead, what we need to learn is how to come back to a place of peace when we don't have control over something. You need to ask yourself, do I have control over this? No? Okay, then there's nothing I can do. So let me connect back to what I can control and that's my emotions and that's how I act or react. So I really liked that point. I also wanted to bring up, um, your life pillars. I thought that was great. Such a great idea for everyone to look into to, to have these things in, in our lives. But I wanted to point out something that I don't know if maybe you agree with me, Ange, or it just wasn't as clear, but so your past eight months was personal development. I got that pretty much all of your energy and time and um, space went towards your personal development. And now you are saying, okay, for January and March, it's going to go to my business and relationships. I get that. That totally makes sense. You do know that there's a consistent 20% ish that goes to self care. So I agree with you. I think that's great. You know, you have something that you're focusing on and you're working towards, but I'm getting a feeling that through your realization with all these breakthroughs, you got tired and you said, hmm, I need to connect back to self-care. I deserve my energy. I deserve my energy before anyone else deserves my energy. So from that saying and you realizing that, what I understand is your life pillars, even if you're working, you're saying your business and your relationships are what's taking up, January to March. But you actually contradicted yourself, which is what I agree with. I agree with the contradiction because we can say that our business and our relationships is all that we're going to work towards. But sometimes shit happens. Yes. Sometimes we need to flip the switch. And that's what you said when you went through your breakthrough. And that's when you connected back to your self care. And honestly, in doing that, you are growing you are developing as a person. So technically, there was a little bit of your personal development in this past month as well. So what I'm saying I agree with in your contradiction is yes, you can say I'm devoting this quarter of my life to my business and my relationships. But I'm also aware that sometimes I need to go a little bit of a different way. Sometimes I need to take a little bit of a break, right? We're not saying... That 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you are only working on your business or your relationships or that little bit of percentage that is going to self-care, right? Technically, your personal development is still in the mix. You're just choosing that it's not your priority right now. But in saying that it's not your priority, that doesn't mean that it's not still a part of your life because you have chosen the path of personal development. You have chosen to be on your personal growth journey. So in choosing that and in saying, yes, I want to constantly become better, a better person. I want to constantly grow and evolve and heal and learn. No matter what, no matter where your priority is, if it's not on that, that's still going to be included in your life. And you are still technically going to be giving a little bit of time towards that. So I just wanted to, I don't know if that clears things up for you or if that's kind of what you were thinking.
1: Yes, absolutely. And it's, it's, I'm very happy that you actually did make mention of that. Um, and maybe the listeners listening also caught into that, who knows, but I think it's a very important thing to, to realize and acknowledge because I worked on my personal development for eight months. So for me to just stop working on it, like on the, you know, a flick of the switch it's going to be a little difficult, so I, I do have to agree with you that yes, I was working on my personal development in January, and I still am, but my main focus and my mm-hmm. main intentions is to increase my business, my focus and my energy towards my business, as well as my relationships. So yes, you're right. The personal development and self-care are still going to be there, you know that mm-hmm. those like 20 percent. Uh, ish down there. But the main focus, yes, is to be my business
0: and my, um, uh, my relationships. relationships. Sorry. Thank
1: you.
0: Yeah. I love that. No, I think that's great. That is really important to have a main focus, but to also know that even though it's your priority, sometimes you are still going to have to step back to something else. And I say that because as I said earlier, shit happens. Like life keeps going. Mm -hmm. And if we say, you know, I'm focused on my work. Okay. Those of you that are listening, whether you own your own business or not, let's say business, like Anja's business pillar, that's just work, right? That's your work pillar. So whatever it is you guys listening do for work, that's one of your pillars. If you're saying I'm climbing the ladder, I'm getting to the top. I'm breaking that ceiling, right? I want to be the first woman CEO in this corporation. I want to be the top real estate agent in my company. Whatever it is that your goal is, if you are working on your work, on your career, there comes a time where you have to realize that that cannot be the only thing in your life right? Taking it back to happiness. As Ange said, you know, uh, we already did an episode on happiness. If you haven't listened to it, go back and check it out. But in that episode, we talk about you creating your own happiness. And if you're saying, I will only be happy when I reach that point in my career, then girl or boy, whoever (laughs) you are, take a step back, evaluate your life. Because you cannot put happiness and and joy on one specific thing, right? Yes, maybe that will make you happy when you get there. Again, go back and listen to that episode because we talked a lot about this. But... your work career, your business cannot be the only thing you are working towards at this point in your life, no matter what phase of life you are in. I'm going to give an example for you guys. My mom right now, the phase of life she is in is she is a caregiver. She is the sole caregiver to her mother and bless her soul. She is doing an amazing job at it. And she was struggling for a while, because she felt like it was an obligation for her and she could not live her life until this caregiving phase was over. So if that's your mindset, and I, and I mentored her through this, and I said, if that's your mindset, you are basically saying, the moment that my mother dies, I can start living my life. That's literally the intention you are putting behind what it is that you are doing. Okay. So if you're a caregiver or whatever it is you are doing in your life, it cannot be your sole priority. You need to create a life that you enjoy living on a daily basis while you are working on that priority right? So I said to my mom, while you are a caregiver, yes, this is your sole priority. And you don't, you're not wishing for your mom to die. You want to soak up as much time as you have with her, but you also need to live your life for yourself away from being a caregiver. So figure out what it is, figure out where your pillar lies, right? Figure out where you are passionate Figure out what's going to allow you to connect back to joy and peace on a daily basis. Bring something else into the mix so you're not just prioritizing one thing in your life, especially if that one thing is not bringing you peace and joy daily.
1: Mm -hmm. That's very, very well said. And it's, it's funny that you say this because I well funny enough in the past year I have spoken I want to say to a handful of people that had the exact same thing go on in their life very similar to your mother and one person in specific they actually had their mother pass and they no longer were the caregiver and they said that after devoting all of my time, all of my energy, basically living for them to live out the rest of their life, that as soon as they were gone, they didn't know what to do with themselves.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: And they just kind of were like, well, I was just so busy and I didn't realize how busy I was. And I think it's so important, just as you said, is you really do need to take a second To step back and say, am I really living on how I want to be living? Am I choosing to live in a way that I want to live? Or am I doing this for somebody else? And that's not to say don't take care of your 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 dying mother or your dying father. That's not what we're we're trying to say here. It's just a matter that, as I said earlier, if you don't give yourself the energy, how can you give somebody else the energy? So if you're able to find a way that you can balance your entire That's energy. That's what I was going to say, balance. Oh my God, I love it. If you yep. are able to find a way to balance your energy into what you can give yourself and what you can give to your mother or your work or, you know, whatever else is going on in your life, the pillars of your life, that is where you need to make that realization for yourself. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if you don't take that moment to step back and say, okay, yeah, this is happening. That's a little too much. I need to change this. I need to change that. You're not going to realize it. And yeah. maybe it takes for you to listen to us speaking about it for you to be like, yep, you're right. I do need my to change life. something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is me. Or I resonate with this. I should change mm-hmm. something. Yeah. It's because we, we do get, we forget, we forget. And that's we okay do. because we're so busy. You know, life is busy. Let's be real. There's always things that pop mm-hmm. up. So busy, mm-hmm. busy, busy. But it's a matter of owning in on that busyness.
0: Exactly. And you know what? Now that you bring that up, that busyness and that craziness and, you know, life just keeps going this is something that I was talking to one of my mentoring clients about just uh, last week. She was telling me that she got caught up after her vacation. She got caught up in um, the doings of life. And, and just doing that routine of life that she forgot to take a step back and um, intentionally be and work through the, the things that I was telling her to work through. And that's when I said to her, we are not human doings. Mm. We are human beings.
1: I love that. And so that.
0: when we get stuck in a place of just doing We get stuck in this routine of doing these actions that we've done over and over and over and over again. And we don't actually know why we're doing them. There is no intention or purpose behind it. We are slowly losing ourselves as human beings. It is time to step up and recognize I am a human being. I get to be whatever I want to be. And right now I'm going to be intentional with the actions that I do. Right. So when we're talking about the caregivers, you know, Ange brought up a great example of, you know, after uh, the, the family member passing and not knowing what life is like, I've, I'm, I get a lot of people who come forward in, in my business that it's not just caregivers, it's new retirees. Yes. People who have spent their entire life working and now all of a sudden that they're retired, they have no idea what to do with themselves. Again, do, right? Mm -hmm. They've done something their entire life and they've just actively done it because that's the routine of life. But what can you be now? How can you be now? Where is your intention and what's your purpose?
1: I love that. And, you know, I did write a quote very similar to what you're going on. And I'm going to have to change the words of the quote just so they can correspond to this, um, this, more, this main message we're trying to say here. And it's a matter of being what you want to be. What steps are you going to do to get you there so you can have the results that you crave? Or you can Mm -hmm. have the feeling that you crave, be, Mm -hmm. do, and have in Mm -hmm. that specific order. Because if you have all these things going on in your life, because that's who you think you want to be, then you're going to do things and it just, it doesn't make sense. doesn't flow. It it doesn't flow. So I just wanted to kind of chime in on that because that made me remind myself that I did make something similar to this. So
0: Yeah. It's a really, it's just a really good reminder for, for all of us out there. Um, If you take a step back and you look at your daily routine and, and you see where you're spending your time. um, Hello, Instagram. I know I've had to make myself accountable uh, on social media lately. If you're just doing things and you get caught in the act of doing it and you don't actually know why you're doing it. It's time to be a bit more intentional. And I even said this to one of my mentoring clients, being intentional becomes a lot easier when you put intention behind every single action that you're doing. So for example, while you're brushing your teeth, don't think of it as this is just something that I have to do because it's part of my routine. Be intentional. I am brushing my teeth right now because I want to have a healthy mouth. Mouth. I want to have clean teeth, right? Give yourself intention and purpose behind everything that you do. It's the same as the food that you eat. I am choosing to eat this healthy meal because I want to feel healthy as well. And
1: it's funny, just before your toothbrush example, you're like, I have to brush my teeth. So, no, no, no. Yep. I want to, and you said, be. You said be first and you you said it yourself. It doesn't flow in any other way. You don't have to do anything in your life. It's what do you want to be and what are you going to do to have the things you want?
0: Yeah. You can't have something if you don't do or be. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. I just love this. I love this so much. I think we had a great conversation today and I'm so glad that we we're kind of able to unpack and get a little bit more vulnerable with with things that we've moved through and realizations that have come forward in our lives. Um, I hope those of you guys that are listening can maybe take some time to reflect and and recognize some new realizations that are popping up in your life. It's all about awakening, awakening to the lessons that have come forward so we can continue to be the best version of ourselves. So as we wrap things up here, we are going to do what we do every single episode. If this is your first episode to listen or that you are listening to, then welcome. Thanks for coming. Um, But at the end of every episode, We do an oracle card reading. And so basically I bring, I shuffle any deck of cards that I have. I've got a a few different oracle decks and it just brings us a little bit of guidance, wisdom, support into our lives as we move into this day or finish up this day or start this week, whenever it is that you are listening to this podcast. So right now I've got my angel archangel oracle deck and I am just going to give them a shuffle. And I'm asking, the cards, please bring forward a message for those of us listening to the carrying connected conversations podcast. Let us know what we need to know. I've got two cards that just jumped out here. The first one is patience from Archangel Jafiel. Your dreams are blooming more rapidly than you realize. Still they need nurturing and patience. Okay. So that's that the first one. Good. That's a good one. eh? The, the second one that popped out is peace from Archangel Shamuel. Peace comes from remembering that only love is real. Wow. I think that one really
1: resonates with your story earlier on finding peace and learning how to move forward. And the patience is more in the sense that are you living that busy lifestyle? And if it Mm -hmm. is something that you're wanting or something that you're waiting for, be patient, learn how to live in the moment. And it will come. It will come to you when your divine team is there to say, yep, it's your time. Or when the universe is there saying, hey, it's your time. Now is your time. But be patient because it will come.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. I love that. I love that so much. So uh, we're going to wrap things up here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I, as always, had a blast sharing today and learning a little bit more with you, Ange. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, everybody, for chiming in.
1: And don't forget to follow all of our socials. You can find us on Instagram, on Facebook and all the other platforms out there. So make sure you guys do follow us within the links on the podcast. And I hope you guys were really able to take something in from our lessons that you can bring forward in your life from carrying those connected conversations. So guys, I hope you will uh, chime in with us next week once again, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thanks so much. Bye.